the fact that these platforms can connect human beings the way that it does, and especially for those like in the in a positive space, and the fact that I can become friends with a 23-year-old guy in, in law school, somebody you know a bit closer to my age who lives on the upper peninsula of Michigan, who's never been to New York City before, but we bond over positivity and ice hockey. That, like there, there's there's a handful of names out there where like our worlds could not be more different. Like there, there's some stereotypical things you'd be like, okay, that makes sense. But then there's these other like connections where you're like that the the corporate dude running around like a maniac, and then the guy who's in the the cabin on the upper peninsula. Like that doesn't make. But that's that's been that's been probably the most fun aspect of this. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Higher Standard Podcast, where we give you ultra-premium, unfiltered truth when it comes to building your wealth and curating the lifestyle of your dreams. No games, no drama, and no shenanigans. I am your host, Chris Nahibi, and I'm here to help you distill the immense amount of information and disinformation out there on the interwebs and give you the opportunity to choose a higher standard for yourself. There are no gurus here, and no one gives a damn about how wealthy you look. I'm an attorney and a banker, amongst other things. Does that mean you should listen to me? Hell no. This is just full disclosure that while we talk about money, wealth, law, investing, and a lot of related topics, you should always speak to your own advisors for an opinion tailored to your unique investment perspective. I am obligated to tell you that nothing contained in this show is in fact legal or investment advice and is being provided solely for entertainment purposes. So sit back, Relax your mind and get ready for a different kind of podcast where we elevate your baseline in crispy, high-resolution audio. This isn't a different standard. It's the higher standard. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Chris, and this is the higher standard. With me is the infamous and notorious co-host, Saeed Omar. Say hi. Hello, everybody. Saeed was a little quiet on today's episode. We interviewed Tim Chiasano. Great guest. Great guest. You're, you're a man of many words today. You know no, he's a, he was a great. He was a great guest. Chris and Tim had a, a great conversation that I really didn't want to interrupt the flow because uh, Tim was a little limited on time and Chris had some. Things. Oh, it's Tim's fault now. No, no, no he was limited on time. No, 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 it's not. It's you not just his need fault. more caffeine. <laughs> Tim Chiasano is a TikTok creator. At least that's how I found him. Anyway, he's a working professional, and TikTok is is a hobby that has outgrown itself. It seems like in, in his conversation, he'll tell you more about how he rose to prominence, but. If you're not following him or you haven't seen his content, he's also on Instagram and some other places. I would check him out. His information is in the show notes. He drops uh, where to find him in the show, so I won't repeat that. But what I will say is he's far and away one of my favorite guys to check out because such a positive, authentic message. And he's a working professional who does this on the side. So he's got the added complexity of having a family being a father, being a husband, being a working professional, and still managing to have the time to do this. And now he's got almost half a million followers, maybe even more. You've checked recently? Yeah, checked. Half, around half it's a million. Half a million. It's, it's astonishing to see how, how much you can grow just being a good person, giving out a good message. Good, positive message. He's very, very authentic, takes you throughout his day, um, and a lot to learn from all ages, uh, the younger, younger generation to even old guys like us. Old guys, wow. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm I'm not old. At least I'm I'm in told denial about it. But anyway, 
we digress. Let's jump into the show. I hope you enjoyed Tim as much as we did, or at least I did. Um, Saeed was was a participant, although a very silent one. So technically, you were just another listener. I was an podcast. observer. Yeah, I was you a witness. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. So my co-observer and I hope you enjoy the episode. <laughs> Tim, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, I have been more than excited to hear about your story and kind of know more about where you came from and how you got to be the TikTok celebrity insation, sensation that you are. Um, pleasure to have you on. Welcome, man. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. I appreciate you having interest in that conversation with me in the first place. This, I can't tell you how weird it is to hear that type of uh, intro and I'm this isn't my first podcast, but this whole thing is just so surreal to say the least. But um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a treat to be here. Well, I mean, so let, let's get into that. You, what do you do for a living, and and how did how did the the TikTok world come knocking at your door? I am the vice president of production and creative services at a company called Spectrum Reach. Easiest way to describe what I do or what the output is of what I do. If you've ever seen a small business on TV or advertised during streaming, there is a distinct possibility that my team helped produce their commercial. Wow. So I oversee a team of about 240 people spread out across the country. We're in about 30 states. And we are the creative services arm for Spectrum Reach. So any of the markets that we service, again, if you've seen those small businesses advertising on TV or streaming, uh, it's likely my team that produced the creative for them. The, the day job is really the rigors that go into just keeping the lights on. Uh, my team, are they're the creatives. Uh, I just make sure that they are well facilitated from a budget perspective and a process perspective. Like I always joke around that you could take what I do from a functional perspective and apply it to a cardboard box making factory. <laughs> and it's kind, of, it's kind of identical, right? It's like it's all the... That's all the guts and mechanics that go into setting up a team to do their thing. Uh, but that's that's what my team does. And how did the TikTok world come knocking? I got I got kind of sick of Instagram from the aspect of people judging what I was putting out there. And we're not even talking about anything salacious by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. We're talking weird protein bar reviews and which which Somebody have been very helpful, by the way. I got to tell you, some of your protein bar reviews have put me on some new products, so I'm just throwing that out there now. Like, thank you. So, but, well, yeah. good. It's it's like one of, it's one of those things that you can easily go down a wormhole from like in in life in general, where it's like now I walk into a store and I'll see the protein bar section, and I'm like immediately gravitating towards it, and I I can describe it, but at the same time, it's a bit of a weird niche to have <laughs> and as I, and as i was exploring scratching my own creative itch because of, in a vast majority of cases here i don't touch the creative huh. like I, again my you know I'm, I'm keeping i'm keeping the lights on i'm doing some stuff from a brand perspective for who we are as a brand but for the most part like my team does their thing and i get out of their way i set them up to be successful and i get out of their way that's that's funny. One of the, my biggest so I work in in banking is my day job, and inside yep. side works with me as well. And one of the things that that I've always expressed frustration with was that I didn't have a creative outlet necessarily in what I was doing. Uh, and that that's kind of what drove me to a lot of this. Is that is that kind of how you decided to really explore the space, or was it just more happenstance? Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, it was it, 
it was doing stuff on Instagram that was getting just awkward responses. You know, they come out with a new filter and stories and I start to use it and people are like, Hey man, are you okay? <laughs> like, you know, that was, that was just a really weird thing I saw on Instagram yesterday. I'm like, I'm it's, it's a nightcap filter. And I was joking around that I was, you know, sleeping, standing up, walking like, and it, it, I got enough of that where I was like, this is kind of lame. I don't want to just be regulated to post. It was as much as I love my family. I don't want this to be regulated to, oh, it's Instagram and you're now in your 40s or, you know, th- yeah, I guess it was still in my, for- uh, had been in my 40s already. <laughs> so uh, this is all we expect from you. Don't, don't do anything else or we're going to, you're going to get questions. And it wasn't like backlash, but it was just like, I don't, I didn't even want like a iota of judgment in the space. TikTok comes around and I was relatively early to the game. Mm-hmm. You know, August 2019, I download, make a post just to explore what the tool is capable of from an editing perspective. Because I deal with production and I deal with workflow as part of my job, I've always tried to have an interest in new technology and new platforms just so I can be somewhat up to speed as to what is out there especially because we work with small businesses, how can I apply some of the latest and greatest technology, even if it's in a space like TikTok, to be able to do better, more cost-efficient, scalable, creative Mm. for small businesses, right? They don't have agencies. They can't afford large agencies. How do we take some of the best that's out there from a technology perspective so that small businesses can just do amazing stuff that can go right next to national commercials and look like it belongs there? and made a post, put it out there, you know, of course, nothing happens for the first handful of months. And I think I even posted something and then I sat on it for, I don't know, I want to say like four or five months and just kind of explored and started to see like, okay, well, what what is this content like that's out there in general? I was pleasantly surprised to find some older adults, I'll say, that were making, you know, mostly like cooking content at the time that I found like, oh, this is not just what was stereotypical or what people would associate and I think still do associate with TikTok. I mean, you weren't a 16-year-old dancing with music on as well. Exactly. <laughs> right. The, your timing couldn't have been a, a more impeccable. I mean, frankly, given what we've seen from the growth from people coming out of the pandemic on social media, that was like the ideal, perfect time to embrace the platform and start exploring on it. Did you know that then? Or was that just one of those things by happenstance, the timing just worked? Um, largely happenstance. I mean, mm. Gary Vaynerchuk was talking about it a lot. He was like, hey, this thing is happening. A lot, yeah. And, you know, I've, I've been a fan of, I would say, most of his content for quite a while. So I'm like, okay, interesting. And, you know, for the most part, there's, there, regardless of how you may accept or appreciate his approach, there's usually, at the core, there's usually fundamental business suggestions that are very wise. And it's like, okay, just do these things and these things could potentially happen. And I certainly had no expectation that for anybody that will scroll all the way back, which I don't recommend. I've done. I was so waiting to call you out on it. <laughs> the early stuff is very different. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's there's some, literally in my wife's basement at like five o'clock in the morning when I, you know. Shocker was the only time and still is the only time that I really have to make stuff, you know, making really bad and abstract protein bar reviews, literally just trying to test the functionality of the product. Mm -hmm. And, you know, remember really funny things like having an aha moment that there was an auto tune, you know, voice element to it. 
and yeah, I think literally blurting out like, you know, as though I was crooning something, you know, why didn't any, anybody tell me this shit had auto-tune, <laughs> you know, with like, you know, one of those like clone head things where it looks like there's, you know, five different versions of me uh, or like 50 different versions of me floating around. So it's crazy how complex TikTok can be if you're a creator. Oh I, have, I have a small TikTok account, nothing, nothing to the scale and size that you're working with, but to do the same thing, to try to explore and stay relevant. It took me a long time to really get, I think, ingratiated into what that platform could actually do. Oh, it's staggering. I mean, I, and it's why I actually stay, I'm struggling with this a lot these days, but it's, you know, I haven't edited something in TikTok in ooh, a long time. Mm. Like I will, with the exception of the music and the captions, Everything else is done in iMovie for me. Yeah, like that's just the workflow that works mm-hmm. best for me, especially based on the limited amount of time that I have to do it. But you're right, man. Like it's it's bananas. Like I mean, there's things too where I'll start to mess around with it. I'm like, oh my god, this even just like the simple aspects of green screen, let alone some of the other stuff, are um, you know a bit staggering. And there's some creators out there that do the most remarkable shit. And I'm like, yo, you did all of that in the phone. Where sometimes I'm like struggling, dragging on the timeline. So oh, I'm no. like, I got fat fingers or something. I'm like, how do people do this on a consistent beat? Like, I want to put graphics on my shit way more often, but I don't like iMovies. I mean, I can get really deep into the workflow and like the nitty gritty nerdy stuff about it. Yeah. But I'm, there's some work that's being done out there just using the platform in its native state that is just absolutely stupendous and, and mind blowing. So I got to ask you kind of a corporate question too. So I, obviously being the working professional that you are, were, did you have any stigma associated with you doing it? Because like, for example, I've, I've interviewed attorneys who've had a pretty significant social presence and their law firms, they have, you know, risk committees, they've got social media committees, they've got communication committees they have to go through just to get approval to post. So unless you're out on your own in a smaller firm, there's a lot of stigma attached to it. Did, was your, did your firm embrace it given what you do or was there still a risk associated with it? Uh, no comment. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm 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 known. Like, I, it's not it's not a secret. Like, it's it, right. Yeah. You know, the, my my numbers aren't record breaking by any stretch of the TikTok imagination. But at the same time, it's not small enough where it isn't something that comes up in conversation enough where it's it's a thing. Right. And but I think that there's also I'm I'm lucky, and I don't know lucky lucky is the right word, but because I because of just my my genuine outlook on things, which is I believe largely positive, and uh, you know grass is greener, benefit of the doubt, all that kind of good stuff. I think that that's helped a tremendous amount, right? I think if somebody pops in out of the clear blue sky and it's like, holy shit, there's an employee that has X amount of followers, and they're saying blank blank and blank. If it's not you know, in kind of the spirit and direction that I try to, to just organically comes out of my mouth. And I think it's an entirely different conversation, but um, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a gray area. It's a, it's a bit of a gray area. So I have the same thing too, if it makes you feel any better. I, it, you know, obviously being in banking, being an attorney and then having, uh, I mean, I'm on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. I, I don't have like you half a million followers on any one platform, but you know, it's still a point of conversation and, and a point where I don't know 
where I fit into like the ether of the world at this point as a working professional. It's like, is this a bad thing? Is it a good thing? Or is it just a thing? I mean, is it the same thing as being a soccer coach on the weekends? I mean, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's so fascinating on so many different levels because there's aspects of what I'm trying to do. And a large part of what I'm genuinely trying to do because I do feel, and I'm sure you feel the same way to a certain extent. I think it's just inevitable as you get into your late thirties or your forties and I'm probably any age where you, you still can feel a distinct connection between who you are in present day and then who you were as a 17, 25 year old, et cetera. <laughs> you mean to tell me we're both old now is what you're saying? <laughs> and 44, what do you got? I'm 41. So yeah, I'm not, okay, so, I'm not too far behind right, you. So, but I'm a lot I'm more gray still, than you too. Let, let's put that out there on the record. You still look young and you can wear, you can wear the J's to work and get away with it. I, I, I tried that the other day. I just felt bad. I couldn't do it anymore. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I just, I don't like, a, you know, they're, they're my commuter shoes Monday through Thursday, but that's a, that's a whole nother topic. You're just, you're catching me on a very casual Friday, which I like by the way. And you know, thank hey, you. Yeah. Thank you. It's, um, it's, uh, it's nice to, it's nice to, to be in this, in this type of outfit and actually not get judged here. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I really, I really want, really want people of the next generation to not only feel good about where they can take their career, but I think that there's this gigantic problem in corporate America right now, which is actually a bit of a marketing problem, Mm. right? There's a, there's such a massive stigma around it is jail time. Mm -hmm. You are getting sucked into the beast. It is going to be terrible. There's going to be angry and mean people everywhere. Oh yeah, and there's certainly some elements of tr- truths to that to a certain extent. But the the one thing that I would that I would say and that I that I kind of use as like my anchor for why I advocate for the things that I advocate is for anybody that like looks at corporate America versus being an entrepreneur. Look, at the end of the day, whatever makes you happy is what you should go and do. But for people that are scared or the people that are like, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to work for the man or like big companies are bad or whatever. If you feel like big companies have a disproportionate amount of influence on our day in and day out lives, like if that's kind of your mindset and that's the reason why you feel like you don't want to go in that direction, I think that's exactly the reason why you should go in that direction. Hmm. Because you, once you're inside, then you can influence change. You can like you go, go in and, re- and, and dare yourself to go in and to find an opportunity to actually impact compensation structure, to actually be to sit on the diversity and inclusion committee and make sure that hiring practices are, are handled a certain way. Like, are you, so I, I try to like empower and I, you know, inspire feels like a strong word, but like, I, I want, I want people to believe that a, if they're just nervous in general, you're going to be fine. If I'm fine, you're going to be fine. I was not a good student. I are, There's many reasons why I could say that this was not a very detectable path for me and that I have felt like an outsider a lot within this world. So I really want people to feel like they are going to be okay and that they can have a greater influence and a greater impact than they think. So like for, my, you know, for, for me and these platforms, so to speak, like that's, that's where it's like soccer coaching on the weekends to a certain extent. 
Um, but then it's also kind of where I get, I feel like I get hamstrung. Um, but the whole, you know, it's, but it's so positive. I mean, so much of your content has got such this, the, the arc of everything that you've put out is this rosy, positive, happy perspective that I think has been missing in so much of, of the world. And I, I agree with you a thousand percent. I mean, frankly, it sounds like we just became best friends. I had the same problem in my career where, you know, I didn't think that I had the trajectory or the pedigree to be where I'm at. And the working world was, stig- you know, there's a lot of stigma for me, I think, in that space. But I managed to be where I'm at. And, and to your point, we managed to also at the office institute that change. We were a casual environment now, which is not a normal thing for a company like us. And we have a lot of those same benefits. But it goes back to your, your first comments you were making, you know, um, Instagram has a real negative impact, I think, on a lot of people's just day because they buy into this rhetoric and these thoughts. You have to be the self-made entrepreneur. You have to drive a Lamborghini. You have to to do all these things to be successful. And frankly, a lot of that has more to do with your choice of perspective, right? Yeah, it's it's if you if if happiness is really your guiding light, and you're finding things, and this is this is the difficult part because. You you want to be happy, but you feel like you're seeing these things that are like, oh well, that's kind of what happiness is. But I feel like if you if you can just feel like, especially for those that are like, you know, and I get questions, I'll get questions on my Instagram DMs. It's like, hey, I'm in high school and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy. You are not supposed to know. Like, I, I don't tell. I don't know what I want to do next. Yeah, I literally yeah. do not know what I want to do next. So if I if I don't know, and I'm sure you know, this is probably an age old thing that is said and somewhat you know cliche at this point. But there is such a small percentage of people that actually know, right? You, you talk about some of the world, the greatest artists, whether we're talking musicians, painting, mm-hmm. you know, people that go go on to do brilliant things in the you know space of architecture, design. Like there there are people that are like just laser focused. You know, some professional athletes that actually are able to kind of carry that from being known as that kid to going all the way through their you know career and yep. but like that's such a small percentage of the world. One percent of one percent. No idea. Yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. And I would argue too that, and tell me if you think this is right. I, I've always argued that those people who were that locked into what they were going to do, there are implications for that. It, it, it can like athletes, for example, they can wind up being 30, 35 years old, now retired, having made a lot of money, have no source of income now and not be not be cognizant of how the world works because they were so dialed in and focused. To, I want this, you know, so it, it it's crazy the pressure that we put on kids to self-identify so early, not necessarily from the educational system or from parents, but just from the societal pressure, right? Like. We were just talking earlier that at our age and, and demographic, we're supposed to have everything figured out. I don't know that there's a handbook for having everything figured out ever, right? Not even close. It's definitely not even close. If there was, we'd all be, you know, identical robots and it would be boring as shit, which is why happiness is the guiding light, is the, is the best path, right? Because that's why you can have people that have their feet up on their porch balcony sipping an iced tea at the end of the day in some rural, beautiful setting and, you know, maybe did, did some manual labor. Maybe they just worked at a small business downtown and they're content. Amazing. And then there's people that work at companies and they're like, I 
I really want to be able to find some time this weekend because I'm really passionate about this side project. Amazing, right? And, and everybody, like not not everybody should want to rise through the ranks. Because you you can't have ten you can't have ten million CEOs. You should have ten million CEOs. You need you need the balance, and the balance comes from our own unique perspective. So, you know, one of the things I try to say to people that reach out directly is to learn more about who they are individually and, and help remind them that it's because of those things you just told me that is going to make you okay, because you already have basically everything that you need. You just need to get a bit, a bit more comfortable with it. And especially if your intentions are good, then the rest is a cakewalk. Does it ever trip you out that because you rose to prominence in the TikTok space and you've got this significant social media platform, or really you have little clips that share your day, right? You're just sharing parts of kind of who you are and what you normal, normally would do. And now because you have these eyeballs on it, people reach out to you for, for your perspective on stuff. Is that weird? Uh, it's it's crazy. It's it's humbling. There's there are bazillion things about this that are that are weird. That that there is a, there's a lot of weirdness that goes with it. The weird part is the seeing where they are hmm. when it's like, hey, uh, you know, hi from Bulgaria, or hey, my name is so and so from New Zealand, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is absolutely insane. Then I get then I get sucked into the question very quickly, like, and if nothing else, I feel bad that I can't respond to everybody, and I'm leaving these hunker, like, really meaty, very important questions that just sit in my Q and A on TikTok that I really want to get to, but I just I think it's so difficult to answer some of them in like even a three minute clip. And I don't have any context that I would really want to be able to say like, okay, tell me like my favorite line in business is tell me, tell me more about that. Uh, Cause then you can analyze the problem a bit deeper. You can look into a you know, general situation and kind of have a deeper understanding as to what's happening. So I always want to like pry a bit more. I'd probably grossly overstretch myself in regards to feeling obligated to DMs the way that I am obligated to work email, um, you know, which is why I'm, I'm running around like crazy. It's weird, but it's it's humbling because I understand that there is a distinct difference between the people that put stuff out there and their questions are, the questions that they get are, hey, can you do that same thing, but do it in green? Huh. Or, hey, can you do that outfit, but do it this way? With all due respect to those creators that have like their niche that is something that is more um, entertaining and doesn't necessarily just have have something heavy with it but like i've seen i've seen things that i'm not even comfortable repeating here even though i won't say anybody's name where it's like yeah. wow you just you just told me about the most personal and about the most substantial type of life changing moment that you are either coming across or just had and of all the people on the internet you reached out to me it's it's crazy. And there's some yeah. cases where I'm like, I'm looking for like immediate ways to connect and be like, yo, where are you? Like, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to turn myself into a 911 signal by any stretch of the imagination, but it's, it's staggering. But at the end of the day, the answer is it's humbling because what a unique opportunity. And especially at 44, you know, to like all of a sudden have this happening, so to speak, um, is just, it's really special. So I'm, 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 
it's a fight on a daily basis to try to nurture this the right way. Like I've come up with this super weird analogy that I'm actually struggling to find time to make a proper TikTok about it. It's like, I've, I, I, and I, this, this hit me yesterday in a similar conversation. It's like, it's like, I feel like I'm on a farm, okay. right? And I'm stuck and I'm not stuck, but I'm in a, I'm in a tower right in the middle of the farm. So 40 stories up middle of midtown and everything around me is a farm. And those are my ideas right. and like the ways that I can communicate different things or answer questions. And it's like, I'm running around, scurrying around and like, I can't help it. But the idea is just because of the way my brain works. And because I'm like obnoxiously filming everything all day long, because all this stuff is popping into my head and the ideas are just kind of like spilling out of my ears, but they're like little seeds. And so all this stuff starts to like germinate. But then as soon as I walk away from it, the clock starts ticking. And if I don't get back to it and kind of cultivate it at the right moment, it just starts to wither. That's, that's called passion, brother. That's what that is. That's passion. Yeah, no. You, I think I think you tapped into a creative outlet, right? Like you you tapped into something that that's feeding the other side of your brain is what that sounds like. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But it's it's but in like a weird way, going back to a question about like the weirdness of people reaching out or like or, or you know that aspect of it, mm-hmm. it then starts to like these weird elements start to combine where it becomes feels not like an obligation. But like a, I can, I can keep doing this and I can keep evolving it, but I can't, but A, the, the things are spilling out of my head quicker than I can get to them and then cultivate them. And then even like as 48 hours elapses and it's like, I have five minutes of footage from Tuesday and now like it's starting to become a distant memory or like what was that point that I wanted to make? And then your brain kind of goes all over the place. So, yeah, yeah, I got you. You know, now, now I'm kind of in this mode of just how do I, how quickly can I capture it? And how do I even like give it my entire mindset on it to see how it can evolve and I don't let stuff die in the vine? It's, it's really scary how, how I, I share, I think personally, a lot of the same struggles. I wonder if it's maybe the corporate nature of both of our primary jobs. Like I feel a certain responsibility to be responsive to people. And again, not near as big a following as you do, but I, I think that there's something that goes that the authenticity resonates with people in in what it is that you do. And I want to frame this, I think, for the audience. So to go to your page right now, we would see some I mean, you could probably tell the story better than I could of what what you describe your content as. But for me, objectively, I go to it and I see you telling some story about your day through content of your day and usually with again that arc of a positive message right like so you're just sharing these personal moments of your day in this really really quick short form video format yep does that sound about right that's for sure so that authenticity of your day that 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 simple connection i think to people that that it almost makes them feel like they know you. It resonates on a level because it's a real look at your life. It's not this typical influencer world of I'm creating this image of who I am. It's you're just being you. Is that is that, is that an accurate statement? You think? A thousand percent. It's the only way, it's the only way I know how to do this because I don't. You're either coming along for the ride or you're not. Right? Like I have I have no other option. I have no other interest. I mean, there's there's broad stories and historical stories that I would love to be able to tap into, but either I don't have the footage or I don't have the time to produce those things. So yeah, you're you are absolutely correct. It is basically snippets throughout my day, and I'm trying to help. Just I'm trying to answer questions 
broadly that I'm like, okay, people have asked enough about this thing so I can hit on this here. Here's a little nugget from the day that I thought was helpful coming out of this meeting that I had. I can kind of say that in a way that frames it so that everybody can digest. You know, here's a little potential tip or trick here. Here's a bad joke there. But I would, I really would want anybody that comes across it to feel like you're literally just tagging along with me for the day. And I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to provide some value relative to what I know and how I can ring out my resume in a positive way to like, be like, Hey, extrapolate this. Like here's, here's all the crap in my brain that is part of what I do now and part of where I have been. You, you deserve to be able to see around the corner a little bit. So how can I do that in a, in a positive way for you? Uh, and also, yeah, you're going to get exposed to some of my quirks and some of my oddities. And I, I love the little life that I've, that I've got. And I'm more than happy to share just about every single aspect of it. Obviously, I've already have. So, yeah. uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, you're, you're, you're waking up before with me and you're going to tag along with me all day. And, um, and then I'll see you again tomorrow. Does so? I've got so many questions to ask because I have been a consumer of your content for a long time. One one of the things I, I keep looking at is going like this man spends a lot of time recording his day. Like you've got setups in your office, you, you're clearly recording time on the subway. Do you feel overwhelmed at some point with with the amount of video content that you're you're capturing? Because obviously you're, you're capturing a lot more than we're seeing, right? Yeah, I mean, there's. I don't feel overwhelmed by it. The overwhelmingness comes from not being able to turn it around within twenty within twelve hours of finishing that last clip from that day. When I when I leave my couch at somewhere between five fifteen and six o'clock at the latest in the morning, and I don't have anything under my belt for that day, and today's one of those days, it feels terrible. And now and then, then all of a sudden my brain goes into like scramble mode where it, it panics a little bit from a storytelling perspective. I still do what I do and I'll still like keep recording clips and you know I could run a time lapse in here all day long just because I don't have to think about anything <laughs> and still kind of get some you know content from you know the office to tell whatever story I need to tell. But um it's if if nothing else it's it 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 goes back to the the amount of ideas and thoughts are never overwhelming in the minute. It's overwhelming once the time passes and I haven't been able to get that out of my head because then it just starts to, it's like a log jam. Right. And, and, but then what's at the front, you know, is stuck. And I'm like trying to look around everything else in my head to be like, what was that thing so that I can get that thing out that felt so good in that moment? You know, and that's why it feels like there's a farm around me and like all of these crops are growing with all of these ideas of things that are happening and things that I want to talk about either because I know that they're fun and people would like to engage with it or like there's these ways that I feel like I can pull the curtain back on corporate America or tips and it's like if I could only get it out quicker but there's my day job. Well, I don't know that I have any material value in my opinion but one of the things I can tell you you know as somebody who is I think in, in a similar space from a working environment there is so much with your content that, that I could see you doing to get out messages like that. There's so much you could teach, I think, a younger generation, particularly the type of consumer that's on TikTok, about 
working life, about being, you know, 40 years old, about how you don't have to be a guy, you know, who's in a, in, in a suit all the time, but you can enjoy the suits that you do wear. You can enjoy your style and fashion and you can still be a, a guy who, who's dressing really different on the weekends. I, I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there and, and someone with your positivity and your platform could, could change a lot about how people perceive what it is that we do. I, you've been gifted that. And I noticed the other day, and, and tell me this is weird. You were at an influencer event, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that had to be surreal. Yeah, it was. So I've been to, I think, just two of them now. And the invite in and of itself was surreal to get. Being in the room, especially the last one that I went to, was a, a the, the, the invite that I got was amazing to come from the person that it that it came from mm. his name is uh is Jonathan Arnold he's got a you know probably six seven hundred thousand followers he's uh, I think he's twenty three or so he's in law school and he does these amazing pseudo day in the lives where he's like i get up at 4 a.m and i read the constitution by candlelight yeah i know that guy his content yeah. so good he, he's like the law school hardo is what he called himself yes or something exactly like that. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. great content obviously me being uh, a lawyer yeah uh there's a lot that, that reminds me of of exactly the trauma that i went through so, so you knew it was an authentic invite when you got it because it was somebody who's legitimate putting it on that, that so you knew right away okay well he wasn't even the one putting it on he got invited by a company that's called uh, Stan with me, like S-T-A-N with me. And it's like a new mm-hmm. platform for how creators can monetize themselves. And it's supposed to help kind of like bridge the gap for those that are like getting brand deals. And um, he, w- he was invited and he was told that he could invite other creators for from New York for this specific event. And A, I was just like, that's, that's amazing. Like we had already kind of become buds, yeah, yeah. you know, via Instagram and TikTok, but I was flattered by him thinking of me for this to begin with and showing up. I mean, I, you know, brought, brought my wife with me, we went for dinner beforehand. We, then we went to the event and it is very surreal because I'm quite literally twice the age of most people in the room, but they were like, the community is amazing. Yeah. Like the, and, and, and it, and it ranges too. like the, that event in particular was special. It was amazing to meet him in person conversation was hilarious and fun and endearing and inspiring but then the larger ecosystem and you know the i don't know if you saw the story of old-time hockey if you're familiar with his content and how he came to new york city for the first time to go see the rangers play uh the islanders with me at the garden the guy had never been to new york city before he's got you know he's the sweetheart of all sweethearts on the planet lives in the upper peninsula of Michigan and makes these comfort videos for people that, you know, just want to go and hang out and have a grilled cheese with them and play old Nintendo. We became (laughs) friends through social media. I said to him one day, Hey, if you happen to be in New York next Thursday, I have an extra ticket to the Ranger game for you. And he said, I'm literally be, and if you know him, then you'll know this phrase. He's like, "Uh, Hey buddy, I'm coming. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, on what planet does something like this happen? Literally calls me an hour before the game and is like, how do you hail a cab? 
No, serious. <laughs> yes, he, he, wow. he never been. He never been in New York City before. But no, like that, I, get it. I, wow. I say, I say that aspect of it because the fact that these platforms can connect human beings the way that it does, and especially for those like in the in a positive space, and the fact that I can become friends with twenty three year old guy in, in in law school. Somebody you know a bit closer to my age who lives in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan who's never been to New York City before, but we bond over positivity and ice hockey. At, like there, there's there's a handful of names out there where like our worlds could not be more different. Like Jonathan, okay, that's you know a bit closer just because he's you know an upcoming law school guy. Right. You know, go get him. You know, there, there's some stereotypical things you'd be like, okay, that makes sense. But then there's these other like connections where you're like that the the corporate dude running around like a maniac, and then the guy who's in the the cabin on the upper peninsula like that doesn't make. But that's that's been that's been probably the most fun aspect of this. So that's the part that I think me as somebody who got into social media two years ago and and tried to do what I'm doing, I think was the biggest shock to me. And I'd be interested to hear your opinion on that because as much as I think my novice user, end user understanding of Instagram was, because that was the only platform that I was really on at the time, was this can be a very toxic world. You got to kind of monitor what you're doing. And the more I tried to understand and really educate myself on the business of social media, the more these connections popped up and it became a very positive place. I don't want to call it networking because that sounds cliche, but I made a lot of friends mm -hmm. in the space. I, like, hopefully, I would hope to be, you know, your friend at some point. You know, assuming you know we're BFFs now and all, everything. But, but seriously, it's it's one of those things where you can actually connect in a very very positive way. But there's such a difference in in how those two perceptions can be manifested. I, you think it's because we're in the space and we're using it almost like as a as a business or a speaking tool, or do you think it's because Everybody else is just using it in in a different, maybe voyeuristic way. Why is there two polar usages? My brain immediately goes to because we're doing it in a very real way. Mm, authenticity. Okay. Yeah, I think it, I think it all comes back to authenticity. If you're putting your genuine self out there, the genuine qualities of other people are going to see that, and then the right connections are going to be made based off of that. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I have I've seen a lot of your videos at this point, and and the authenticity I think is most powerful in your content more so than anybody else's content that I've ever seen because it really does feel like you're sharing your day. So, as a guy who's now in the space, and you're now a creator, and you you've got your family, in, you know, in a little bit of this, and I've got a wife and a son, and and I get all that. I know it's hard to juggle hats, right? It, you got to be dad, you got to be husband, you got to be you know, the, 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 the coworker, you've got to have all these hats on. And I know that what we're doing, even, even this, this podcast can take away an hour of your day. Do you feel overwhelmed with all the things that you're doing? Do you, do you, are you still trying to push all the limits and see where you can take everything? And how are you managing your time right now? Uh, I feel overwhelmed relatively consistently. Uh, the way that I deal with it is I just, all I have to worry about is what's next. Yeah. Okay. Right. And that, that, that's gotten me through a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. I mean, some of the stories that I haven't even scratched the surface on yet and what I've had to deal with on the business side of things, whether it was the initial story of me taking this job and having to completely restructure a department, 
based off of not a whole heck of a lot of experience, you know, in the reorg space. The you know this I, I now work for a company that was, well, my previous company was acquired by this company. Oh, okay. Put me through a three company merger, right? So from like a change bit. So I've I've always leaned into do as much as I can, but don't worry about the entire mountain. Just worry about what's next. And even down to the micro, where if it's like, I don't want to, this is the example that I love using when people say like, how do I get unstuck? It's like you stand there and you're like, I don't want to do my laundry right now. It's like, don't worry about that. Just, can you get the bag out of the hamper? Okay. Can you walk it downstairs? Sure. All right, you're here with it. Can you open the door? Yep. Put it in. Right. And it's like literally just something as simple as doing your laundry instead of looking at like, I'm going to do the laundry right now, because then your head immediately goes to like folding and putting away. No, just just take the bag out of the hamper. And there's a distinct possibility you're going to follow the rest of the steps. And in every situation that I've been in and probably the reason why we're having this conversation right now, because I do feel like it's a series of like micro incidents that help lead to something bigger. So many times where I'm like, I'm ready to fall over. And all I tell myself is just do whatever's next, one more little thing, and it'll and it'll be okay. And you know, then you gotta give yourself some headspace too, where I don't have to wake up at four o'clock tomorrow morning. I absolutely do not. It is a Saturday. There is no reason that I have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning unless I want to. And I definitely don't have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and spend an hour and a half going through my department's report to get something to my boss before 530 in the morning. There is absolutely no need whatsoever. He would not expect it. Like there's nothing that he would say, why didn't you do that? But I'm, I'm probably going to do that because that's what my Saturday morning routine has been for a while. But I also don't look at it like these are things that I have to do for the rest of my life, for the rest of my career. It's just what I have to do tomorrow morning or what do I feel like doing when the alarm goes off? And I kind of already know that I've put myself in a position where that's what I'm going to do. But even before then, like all I, all I have to do is have this conversation with you right now. So I can kind of focus and enjoy and be appreciative of the fact that I even have this time and this opportunity to connect with you and have the conversation. And as long as, as long as I'm not late for dinner with my wife, then it's gravy, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely over. I mean, to, to, to just hit on a, a quick point, it, it's overwhelming as shit. Like, yeah, it's, it is right. Yeah. I get it's it. It's bananas. It is absolutely bananas. But if I get one, if I get one chance to do all of this stuff and I break it down just kind of day by day, like how, how much can I potentially do today? And like, cool. Was it enjoyable? What comes next? Then why the hell not? I, I, that resonates, man, so, so much. And look, I want to be mindful of your time. Uh, you got dinner with your wife and trust me, if you didn't like my wife, the last thing you want to do is make the boss unhappy. So, um, I adore my wife and, and I try to do the same. So I want to get you out of here, but I, I'll throw this out just as a guy who's talked to you for the last call it 40 minutes. You need a podcast, man. You need, you need to, to really think about taking that message and amplifying it in some way that resonates with, with what, what it is you feel like you're doing. But you got a great message, man, and 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 in this world, in this day and age, 
that's really the catalyst for for good things to happen, not only for you, but for the people who who buy into that perspective. And, and I certainly buy into it. I love your content. You got a fan with me. Saeed's over here smiling. He's not talking a whole lot today, but that, you know, we're fans. So uh, before I let you go, uh, if you could do me a favor, tell everybody where to find you. Tell everybody, you know, what, what, your, what your social handles are and the best way to connect if, if they want to see more of your content. Uh, I, first of all, I just want to say, thank, I mean, I'm sure I'll still thank you again, but uh, appreciate you. I appreciate even being on, on your radar for a conversation uh, like this. It's, uh, it's been a treat. And I, people egging me on with, the, with, with podcasts, it's, it kind of goes back to a larger conundrum and feeling overwhelmed where it's like, I, wanna, I would love to do all these things. But um, anyway, uh, Tim Chisano, um, you know, is as transparent as everything else is. There's not a lot of uh, fanciness to my name. You know, Tim with two M's, Chisano, uh, C-H-I-U-S-A-N-O, and that's basically my handle uh, across the board everywhere. And um, yeah, if you find me, you're basically stuck hanging out with me all day. <laughs> well, all those links will definitely be in the show notes for those of you listening in. Check, check out the notes for all that. And Tim, I, I can't thank you enough, man. I really appreciate your time and frankly, your willingness to come on the show and just chat with us about this and share even more of your life. So Thank you again, and hopefully we will have you back on at some point in the future to talk about how you've gone from half a million to a million followers overnight and your newest sensation out there. But thank you again, man. I appreciate you been coming on. Take care. I appreciate you having me. Thanks, Tim. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the Higher Standard Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you were listening to this on. If you like this episode, please write a review and share it with us. You're getting the show up and running right now, so every message, every review, and every note counts. This show exists to showcase what's possible when leaders decide to uphold a higher standard for their businesses, their investments, their families, and most importantly, themselves. If you want to see more of my content, I post daily on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, so be sure to follow me on your favorite social media platform. And with that, it is a wrap. And as always, I look forward to hanging with you all on the next episode.